buddy. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on our show today, we're going to be talking about Katanji Brown Jackson's hearing in front the of hearing, yes. the, the, the Senate committee, Judicial Committee, and uh, the performance, and it was a performance of one Senator Lindsey Graham. So that, you know uh, what? You're, the performance thing is right because all of this is literally like they, they use, they toss around the term political theater. <laughs> which this undoubtedly is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But the thing about political theater is that all the actors are bad. <laughs> it's bad theater. You don't want to go to that. I, I, I'm, I'm sad that my tax dollars inherently pay for it. Yeah. And the same people who refuse to fund the arts. Um, right. And uh, yeah, that'll be coming up on the second half of the show. The first yeah. Dan we got some stories. Some things happened yeah. this week. We need to share yeah. and talk about. I want to start with um, a bit of news that, that happened a couple weeks ago that caught my attention when it happened, which is the incredibly fast way that uh, the Senate, the U.S. Senate, passed a bill uh, to which they have called the Sunshine Protection Act, uh, <laughs> which would permanently fix the United States in what is currently called daylight saving time. Right. Uh, but it would just be uh, time, I guess. Yes. We would just stop <laughs> idiotically changing our clocks every back every and forth twice and a year. Heart attack uh, inducing. Did you know that there are like statistically more heart attacks and automobile accidents in the few days after the change? It, it's bad for us. It's bad for our health. And, uh, for years they've been talking about, you know, doing away with the change yeah. and they finally have, have, have settled in on, uh, it, it, daylight saving time being not so basically summertime instead of the winter time. Uh, but, but what so, this so does more, more light in the PM and less in the AM. Exactly. Well, well a, a, surprising to me, maybe to you too. Uh, group has come forward in fierce, fierce opposition to okay. uh, to this uh, development, uh, saying that they were blindsided, which is uh, Jews, American Jews. Oh, and really? let me tell you, that headline uh, caught my attention because I was like, how? Yeah, Why? What, what? Why? Why? Apparently, you, you, guys, you guys have been around for a long time. You know that for most of that time, you were fine with just one time. Yeah. Right? Well, it has to do with how in the winter, if this does officially pass Congress, our mornings are going to be dark. Like right. they, they're just going to be really dark. The sun's not going to come up. Uh, for a while, our days are going to be started. We're going to be at work we're gonna, or at school or whatever, and it's still going to be dark outside. Oh, I'm seeing where this is going because they really care about sun up and sundown. Well, yes, as specifically because there is a communal prayer ritual uh, or prayer service called the Shacharit, the Shacharit, maybe that is it's performed the in Eucharist. <laughs> which is performed in the morning and it has to be performed after the sun comes up 
and uh, J- Jewish communities and families that 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 practice this would do it before work and before school. Right. And they, this is a religious, like they feel required to do this, right? Sure. And so they are starting to form a, a very quick, they're trying to organize very quickly in opposition uh, to this. They're going to ruin it for all of it, for the rest they're of us. They're going to ruin it for everybody. Because That's this, right. this is the one I've been wanting. Like I was always nervous oh, yeah. about, about the, you know, doing away with the time change because I figured they would settle in on, on standard time. And I'm like, that's just going to ruin summer. Right. Yeah. Like instead of it getting dark in the middle of, you know, like right around the, the, the summer solstice here in Utah, uh, you know, after nine, right. That would be like a little, like after eight ish with a little bit of light in the sky, still around nine. And that's just, that fucks over summer. I, I, that, that's, yeah. I, I, winter already sucks. It's not, yeah, you're not going to exactly. make winter any worse. Right. But you, but you can ruin summer. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, this hashtag uh, hot girl summer. <laughs> anyway, uh, did you know that Marco Rubio is the big force behind this? That this no. was his bill. And okay. he has been, and he is against the time change. Firmly, and mean it, uh, yeah, he he says that uh, daylight saving time that permanently uh, ending the time change would reduce car accidents, robberies, and seasonal depression. And by keeping it on summertime and uh, light in the evening, uh, promote physical fitness. I don't doubt okay. that. I don't doubt that. I I doubt that. I don't care uh, one way or the other. Uh, I just I. I, it's a stupid practice that we've been doing for a long time for no good reason. So I'm glad that they're ending it. And You're telling me you wouldn't automatically be more physically fit, Dan, <laughs> if, if we just did away with time change. Wait, wait, what am I going to go out and exercise? And exercise it. Go on a hike. Night? Go on a hike, Dan. Night hike. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, so this is a thing, everybody. Um, There is religious opposition to this. This is a good thing that finally this is happening. Maybe you don't agree with me. Maybe you love the time change. Um, And maybe you think it should always be on standard time. I don't know. But please, 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 please contact your (laughs) Congress person, member of Congress, and say that you support this, please. Even if you don't. I mean, because this is such a like, where's the political downside? Right. Or yeah. upside in this. This should be totally bipartisan, which clearly yeah. has been up till now. And so, like, you know, even if you have like some dipshit, you know, member of Congress that represents you who you hate because like I've got this is something they might vote for. Yeah, you you you're just anti-Semitic is what you are, Frank. <laughs> Hardly. But I have to say, uh, I don't care about Jewish prayers equally as much as I don't care about anybody else's prayers. Right. I just don't care about prayers, period. Sorry. And guess what? You guys can figure it out. They can totally figure it out because you're telling me at work when you have to do your prayer, just, you know, go into the third stall in the bathroom and do your prayer or whatever you got to do. Someone, some Jewish community in Sweden or Alaska has figured this out. Right. That's there right. is a real solution here. Just 
find it, it's not ruining it for the rest of us. That's that right. is not the solution. Also, don't base all of your practices on uh, the group that was in the Middle East and when when sunrise and sunset were like consistent. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Don't d- just don't base your practices on that. Find some new ones. <laughs> You're in a different latitude now. All right. Well, I am going to just uh, talk about a, a, a study that has just come out. Uh, Pew, our, our friends at Pew have mm-hmm. done a, a survey oh, okay. of, uh, of over 10,000 U.S. adults. Oh, wow. Um, they've been, they, here's the thing. They've been tracking since the pandemic. They've been tracking who's going to church, who's, who's watching it on Zoom, whatever. <laughs> well, uh, a lot of congregations have started to reopen. Even mm-hmm. the ones that were closed are, are reopening now. Uh, it may be premature. Mm. Uh, there's, you know, there there are variants all left and right. Although it feels like, I don't know. What do you think? Is it winding down, or are we on the wind down now of of pandemic? Oh, worry. You know, I have been totally in the I'm sorry, what pandemic category for a while now. <laughs> you so, have been. You yeah. you got there way before I did. <laughs> uh. I don't, do we even know what the scientists think anymore or have the politicians just taken over now? <laughs> I don't even think the scientists are allowed to talk anymore. Anyway, uh, here's the thing. Before the pandemic, apparently uh, roughly 67% of U.S. adults attended church in person. That seems high to me. How? What percentage? Wait, say that again. 67 before the pandemic. Right, Re- attended regularly. Yeah. Like once a month, is that regular? Uh yeah, like in yeah, so I guess I guess the question that they asked uh on this survey was uh have you attended services services in person this month. So yeah, oh, let's okay. just say once yeah. a month. Okay. 60 but the the pre-pandemic normal was 67%. So like uh back in the at, at the height of the the thing it was the numbers were really low. Do you want to take a guess at what, how many, what percentage of us adults uh, said that uh, responded that they had been to in-person church uh, just this last week during the pandemic during, well, no, in the past month. Oh, literally asked, this past month. They were asked last week uh, and they, they were asked uh, how many, uh, and, and so this is, yeah. How many people in the past month, so we're we're thinking like okay. Okay. early February to early March. Thirty percent. You're close. Really? Twenty-seven. Wow. Okay. So that is nowhere a, near pre-pandemic. Uh, and I, I I question whether those numbers are ever going to get back up to to pre-pandemic because people never getting back up to pre-pandemic. People, are you kidding me? Lives they've like they've looked around and they've like they're like. Wait, this is how what life is like without going to stupid church? Yeah. This is yeah. awesome. Literally, <laughs> like the whole country was already like the trend line was everybody's falling away from their church. Everybody's mm-hmm. stopping going to church. Like that that's what the trend line was already doing. Right. But then God decided to step in and say, try it. Try life without <laughs> church for a while. See what you think. Oh, that's amazing. Wow, I'm so ha- that makes me so happy. But of course, this this hasn't really um, affected belief in God. This is just church attendance. 
We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we. I. It's hard to know like what belief in God is is doing, but yeah, in terms of church attendance, it's that. I mean, well, you know, and I, my general sense of this whole thing, totally based on nothing, just my own sense of it, um, is that there historically were probably a a lot of that. Would you say sixty seven percent or whatever that high number uh-huh. that that um. There was a big chunk of those people that probably really didn't believe in God that much. They didn't have any really strong feelings about God. They, no, just, they just socially, it's what they always had done. Yeah, they and, dutifully go yeah. to the thing that they're supposed to go to. And now they haven't been. Light, their lives have not fallen apart. They've right. discovered that they actually have more time for their families, probably. Yeah. They um, actually enjoy their Sundays. They enjoy their Sundays. They get chores taken care of errands run and they they realize oh wait i really don't need this stupid thing also i'm not around all those asshole judgmental people right i feel and better that pastor about myself. doesn't make me feel bad every yeah. week like this why would i ever go back literally there's no downside here yeah i'm never going to church again right and so a lot of those people though Maybe there were, they were, maybe maybe they didn't realize that they were atheists at the time, but I I think some of them are going to make their way over to to, to our side. Welcome, all of you new listeners. I hope you, I I hope we, if you were listening to this show and you were attending church just two years ago before the pandemic and you've made your way over to doubt and questioning and not believing in God and all that stuff. Please let us know. Yeah, right into us. I, I must we, know if you're out we there. We want your story. We want to hear it. <laughs> all right. Well, I uh, I also have a little bit of a uh, survey uh, and some Ooh. trend lines in America, Dan, that I want to talk about. Uh, that's that's going to be our, our spinoff podcast. <laughs> trend lines in America. <laughs> Riveting. Riveting yeah. stuff. This has to do with Mormons. Or should I say, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, as you should not, as uh, the the their top brass wants them to be called, but yeah. the Mormons, and what is a shocking level of support uh, for LGBTQ rights uh, in America. Essentially, uh, they have numbers from 2015 and 2021. Yeah, and uh, support for non-discrimination protections for the LGBTQ community uh, amongst all Americans back in 2015, 71 percent of Americans supported non-discrimination protections. Okay, amongst sure. the LDS in America, 72 percent. Okay, so statistically, a little bit of a tie there, right? They're right in line with with Americans broadly. That's back in. 2015 yeah so six years later so last year all of americans that number had risen to 79 percent and that's a good number that's a great number mormons are up to 84 percent fuck off (laughs) no i will not um they uh they're tracking almost as the fastest increase Amongst any religious group in America, the only ones that uh, beat them out were non-Hispanic Catholics of color. Um, Hin- wow, that is a hell of a category right there. 
just, damn. Yeah. I, so all seven of them have gone up. Like one, one of them changed their mind. And it, uh, yeah, skyrocketed their numbers. Hindus. Hindus okay. rapidly increasing their support. Uh, black Protestants and Hindus in America. Hindus in not America. Hindus in correct. India. Yeah. Uh, black Protestants and other Protestants of color surpassed those numbers, which is awesome, of course, you know. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Mormons are quickly coming around on the issue. I mean, coming around. Someone they've should, they've, they've someone come should around. tell their leadership because yeah, uh, they don't seem to know. Um, now, this is not support for gay marriage. This is not support for whatever else. But non-discrim- non-discrimination uh, protections, I believe they're talking specifically about housing protection, um, workplace protections, that sort of thing. I don't... Who, I don't, who, who, is, it, who is at the bottom of the barrel? I mean... Oh, it, we actually, this, uh, the article is specifically about Mormons and it doesn't get into who sucked the most. Who was at the bottom of the barrel? Do you know? Actually, I do, Diane. Um, the Jehovah's Witnesses who, oh. uh, yeah, but get this, Dan, uh, just uh, in 2015, we're at 51% supporting. What? That's actually really high. <laughs> I know, right? It's a little surprising. Um, they're up to 59% now. So like, like literally, you, if you heard American politicians talk, to hear the right wing of American politicians talk, yeah. there is no support for gay protections yeah, in it, this country. It's why they're beating it, the, the drum so hard right now. And the, the fact of the matter is, um, evangelicals control the Republican Party, right? And there are a lot of people who vote Republican who obviously, I mean, just by these numbers, there have to be a lot of them that are actually supportive of gay rights in America. Yeah. However, like over over 60%. If Jehovah's Witnesses are at the bottom at 59%. Oh, no. It means 60% of Americans, well over 60% of all Americans, including the most no, we have that. We have that number. It's seventy nine percent of all Americans support non discrimination rights for uh, the LGBT or protections for the LGBTQ community. Why is anybody even talking about this? This is a because slam they're dunk easy. I know, but it's those ridiculous. asshats control the the Republican Party. Yeah, and so it's this total and the worst of the thing. Yeah, I know, and so this really really like vocal minority a truly vocal minority is potentially risking rights and protections that 80% of the country supports that's ridiculous that's ridiculous yeah there you we can't hello america we can't have nice things america yeah but this is also the lopsided nature of of how the system is how how much it favors conservatives well and it's also it it also points out that like what americans consider just sort of standard right wing is actually like radical right wing oh yeah crazy like especially by the world standards like our most radical liberals are center at best Mm. oh well and our and and our right wing is off the charts yeah no all right well uh, speaking of off the charts lunatics, uh, have you heard of Hillsong Church? 
Yeah. If you haven't, then <laughs> you have not been following Justin Bieber's career the way I have, my friend. <laughs> oh, you're a big Bieber Bieber fan? I'm I I'm a believer. I'm sure I'm sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> Me and uh and Anna Frank. Um anyway, Hillsong Church was started in uh Australia. It is an Australian-based global church. They oh, have... screw you, Australia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take I thought, back. I thought all this was our stuff. You're sending it over here? Oh, my We're God. We're all full up. We don't need they it. A, they have an average global attendance of 150,000 people. Good So God. For for a non denominational, I think they're I think they're Pentecostal or whatever. But but yeah. that's 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 a pretty mega mega church if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was founded by a guy named uh, Frank. No, Brian Houston. Sorry, Frank was his father. We'll get to that. Uh, Brian Houston uh, and his wife founded it in Sydney. I think it's Sydney in Australia. Anyway, <laughs> uh, d- here's the thing. Uh, there has been scandal recently. There has been there have been trial. Uh, Hillsong lost their their big. They had a uh, I think it was in their guy in New York got canned for inappropriate uh, behavior or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was that. Oh, moral failures. I think is <laughs> is what it was. Uh, and then uh, and you know and and so they've had a bunch of things. And then recently, Brian Houston himself, the founder, was uh, was charged with criminal charges because it was revealed that he had found out back, I think, in 1999, he found out that his dad, who was also a pastor, uh-huh. had uh, had molested a boy. Oh. Something okay. along those lines. And, uh, and the thing is, if you find out that someone molested someone... Uh-huh. You got to tell. You have to. Uh, and he never told. So oh, he's wow. he's facing criminal charges about that. His dad died uh, four years later or something. Five. Wow. Uh, so his dad is dead uh, and apparently had a deathbed confession about this whole thing, too. Mm. So that that's a thing. Mm. But uh, so that so he's under he's under criminal investigation currently. Um, but also. There have been some things have come to light. Some uh, some text messages that he sent to a to a staffer oh. that were of an inappropriate nature. Okay. Um, okay. I don't believe what one of one of their uh, one of one of their people said that the, that his texts were something to the effect of quote If I was with you, I'd like to kiss and cuddle you. Oh. That is not what those texts said. I don't, I yeah, but I don't like that either. No, that's not that's not good that's, either. That's, like and and the big thing is that of course he's married and so yeah. like, you know, this is all uh this is all rank hypocrisy on his part. Yeah, so that plus another time incident that is described in multiple articles that I read as him having quote been in a woman's hotel room. Um, oh. I, I, <laughs> oh, really? They claim that that he and both of these incidents, the church claims he was on some sort of like sleeping pill and was 
uh, Wonka do, you know, was a little his brain was oh. addled because of sleeping pills. So he gets a little totally, ra- he gets a little rapey when he, he gets just a just a bit <laughs> a little molested, you know, a, a little, you know, harassy. Uh, Most when, people when, like, you know, sleep eat or right. Drive right. away in their car asleep when <laughs> when on Ambien. He wanders into women's hotel rooms. Yeah. And gets a exactly. little a little touchy feely. Yeah. Ew. So, so anyway, uh the, it was unclear what was what that what was going to happen. Well, he has resigned. Oh, good. Okay. So uh Yeah. So yes, he's he's no longer the head of I, I feel like Hillsong. I don't want to hear that song. Get off the hill, cause uh, and stop singing. You're done. <gasps> they're not. They're not done. They're, they're not. Be. Too much money to be made. I need Valley Silent. That's what I need. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's have some Valley Quiet. Valley please. Mute. Valley Mute. <laughs> All right. Um, well, here's a name I had hoped to never hear again. Ah, Kim Davis. Remember Kim Davis? I do remember the, Kim Davis. Uh, let's see. She was the... She was a county clerk. Yeah, Rowan I'm County clerk. She was. She got famous for denying uh, marriage licenses to some gay couples. This was after the Supreme Court, right, said, <laughs> yes, gay marriage for everyone, right? Right. Yeah. And it was a, it was a big moment and people were running out to get married because now they could. Um, she took a stand for Jesus and she denied them the marriage licenses. And it was this huge media circus, right? Yeah. If you were aware of, uh, life and things seven years ago, it was only yeah. seven years ago, Dan. <laughs> it feels like, it feels like a long time ago. Yeah. It feels like it. Uh, it feels both like a long time ago and yesterday. It feels like at least two pandemics ago. But, <laughs> but it was only one. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, yeah, so um there've been a couple of couples, uh David Immold and David Moore, the Daves. The um, Daves. And uh James Yates and Will Smith. I bet he doesn't Ooh. have he hasn't tired of his name yet. Um, no, no, nobody makes comments <laughs> about that one. Uh, but they have uh, filed a lawsuit uh, in federal court uh, yeah. suing her uh, for discrimination. Right. It feels uh, late. For their constitutional rights having been violated, um, which Did is they just a file it. No, or? no, no. There's a decision now. Oh, they're oh good. Oh, thank yeah. God. Um, it still feels late. So the, feels- the judge issued a summary uh, judgment, um, oh. meaning it's not going, uh, the, the, the judge feels fine. Just saying this doesn't need to go through any we, kind of like trial process. We don't need a media uh, circus. We don't need a, we don't even need a trial. Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is obvious. She violated your constitutional rights. Nobody needs to have a trial Correct. about this. Correct. Um, but, um, there's another part of the lawsuit where um has to do with like the damages and all of that kind of stuff. All of that yeah. will be going likely in front of a jury. Um and so yeah, but like compensatory and punitive damages, um pre and post judgment interest and cost 
uh, and attorney fees are what the uh, plaintiffs are suing for. Yeah. And yeah, the does, does this does this is this just her personally or this is, is her the county on the hook? No, this is her. This is her. Oh. She is oh, in the deep pockets of a county clerk. <laughs> she is in trouble. You guys are suing the wrong people here. <laughs> I believe it's just her. Um, because everything is everything in the article is just talking about her. Well, you know, she probably had insurance. Right. Oh, I, yeah. Everybody has insurance for everything, right? Hopefully she had some sort of insurance and the insurance. Will... Hopefully she didn't. Hopefully every paycheck that she <laughs> makes for the rest of her life is just garnished. Anyway, uh, Liberty Fuck Council, her. Liberty Council, you know them. They're the yeah, they're the right wing uh, or they like to think of themselves as the right wing ACLU. The not, but that's what they think. The, they the Americans against civil liberties. <laughs> exactly. They are they are representing her and everything. Um, they say um, Kim Davis is entitled to protection uh, to an accommodation based on her sincere religious belief. This case raises serious First Amendment free exercise of religion claims and has a high potential of reaching the Supreme Court, which of course is terrifying. But yeah, um, we yeah. got a. It's a bad. Supreme court right now. Let slow, slow roll that decision there. Judge. We, uh, <laughs> Stall. We, need to, we need to make some adjustments. Clarence we, we Thomas see what needs happens to die with, uh, with Thomas first. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to take us to Italy now. Yeah. And a small Southern city of Bari. Do you know Bari? Bari. Yeah. Bari. Hmm? I'm going to say Barry. Barry. Like Barry, Barry, Italy. I'm from Barry, Italy. Italy. I'm from Barry, Italy. <laughs> I'm Italian. <laughs> anyway, uh, there in in body is uh, the Basilica of Saint Nicholas. Oh, now, really? I don't know if you know of. Have you ever heard of one Saint Nicholas? Uh, once or twice. This is Santa Claus, you guys. Uh, any, I don't know if it's that Saint Nicholas. Anyway, a Saint Nicholas uh, has a basilica there in body, and uh, there has been a break in. <gasps> no. Now this is a, an especially interesting one because uh, because Saint Nicholas is revered not only by the Catholics but by the Orthodox Christians. Oh, really? Uh, because he's uh, he's Turkish, I think, in in his origin. Oh, the saint is okay. But theoretically, his remains were transported to uh, Italy. Mm, okay. So uh, there, the break in. Le- he whoever whoever this uh cunning thief was uh-huh. he made off with uh, a book that was uh that the statue that the statue of saint nicholas was holding oh no uh, in one of his hands uh-huh and a gold ring off of the finger of the statue which oh. I feel like the church needs to learn you don't have to put real gold on the statues they're just statues well you can also just get like one of those like little like you could get a chain or something right like yeah like you could protect it somehow <laughs> right put it behind glass it was behind glass oh uh the uh but but the thief managed to uh to bypass it he wow. very kindly didn't break anything this uh he just managed to open the glass enclosure and take the stuff and also take some money that people had donated or whatever. Oh my God. What is this like the pink Panther? Like what's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a gold ring. It's not going to be worth that much, but 
the the church is saying, well, they won't be able he won't be able to do much with it because it's well cataloged and we know exactly what it looks like, so he won't be able to sell it without exposing himself. To which I say, have you met gold? Do you know that that's just a metal that can be melted? Oh no, but it's real value is it sentimental value? <laughs> it is. It's true. <laughs> Do you remember the, there was an SNL sketch probably back in the 90s where there was a it, it was a, a pawn shop but they paid full sentimental value? <laughs> no, I don't. No. That sounds like a fairly <laughs> obscure uh, I'm the only one that remembers that. Who, one, but I who just was in it? it? Do you tell me? Tell me. I think I, I I'm picturing Phil Hartman. I don't know. Okay. For sure. Yeah, I can I can see that. All right. Anyway, there you go. Oh. Uh, a stunning a stunning break in a a, a a damned burglary. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why that caught my fancy. I just liked it. Um, and he was Greek apparently. Oh, the uh, Saint, uh, Saint Nicholas. Nicholas. Yeah. An early oh. Christian bishop of Greek descent oh. from the maritime city of Myra in Asia Minor. Oh. Oh. Modern day Turkey. All right. Ha-ha! <laughs> Suck it! I said Turkey and I meant it. <laughs> but he's Greek descent. <laughs> he's of Greek descent. All right. Well, if you would like to teach us more about uh, ancient geography, you can write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Okay, Frank. So here's the deal. Yeah. I have I don't know who Edward Zoll is, oh. and I don't know who Jillian Christensen is, but they know who Dave Rubin is. They oh. apparently have a show. Their it, their show is very QAnon-y, very uh, oh, yeah. ultra ultra white right wing conservative, uh, but also like hyper conspiracy theorist. Yeah. That's what you want. That's what that's the it's good what stuff. You live for. Yeah, that's 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 the good stuff. <laughs> anyway, do you know who Dave Rubin is? Dave Rubin, I why remind me the he, name? He's also a right wing dude. Okay, uh, he's he has a show called The Rubin Report. Ah. That I think is on on uh, Blaze TV. Oh, he's big. Okay, yeah. There's a picture of him with the president. Just if you look him up and whatever. I wonder but, which president. Yeah, right. Yeah, not the current one. Not the current one. The last guy. Anywho, uh, Ruben is gay and has tried to thread that needle of right wing conservatism, but be everybody being okay with him being gay. Hmm. But he recent he and his partner or husband recently decided to adopt a child. Oh my and no. where is this going? The conservative uh, sphere fucking turned on him like hyenas. <gasps> so uh, this is just, and it also, it, it, it turned into a wonderful opportunity for everyone to show just how much they actually hate gay people. Oh, excellent. So uh, here's uh, Edward Zoll and Jillian Christensen to teach us a little more about that. Satan is so, so smart, right? Mm -hmm. He has this ability to infiltrate everything that is good and completely crush it. 
He's like a Death Eater from Harry Potter. He's just crushing all of the lightness and turning everything cold mm. and dark. That's what Satan loves to do. And for instance, the conservative movement is not pro gay marriage. We are not pro abortion. We are not uh, pro secularism and worldly um, practice. We are pro Christian values. And what Dave Rubin posted is, in my eyes, the most evil thing that you could ever do. If you adopt the doctrine of the devil, what does that make you? A demon. A demon. A demon. Satanist, right? Absolutely it's, these, a are demon. The, these are the basic understandings that we have to come to because the, the notion that everyone is just a conservative and, hey, we're all going to be in, we're going to be yoked together. I can't be mm -hmm. yoked with people yeah. who are, are uh, taking kids from surrogates mm -hmm. and trying to make this the neo-nuclear family model. Yeah. No, you guys are like the spiritual version of neo-Nazis, right? You're Absolutely. trying to destroy I agree. God's yeah. union, okay? So... I think, I think that it would be fair to ban all gay couples for adoption. That might be. I say just ban all gay people. Okay! Ban all the gay people, Frank! It's, yeah, that's It's cute. the final solution. <laughs> I love that they... They, 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 don't even, they don't even know what they're saying. They're they, so just dumb. They're so dumb. <laughs> but literally, like, they're calling other people Nazis. <gasps> In the same, and then like literally seconds later saying ban all gay people. <laughs> that is a, that is a brilliant bit of ignorance right there. Oh, golly gee. Um, and that was the nice uh, clip that I found about Dave Rubin. There was another, there was another clip that was uh, not these guys, a totally different uh, guy singing, playing, str strumming his guitar and, uh, and using Horrible slurs about Dave Rubin, uh, yeah. just gleefully uh, singing along. So. Yeah, yep. Well, that's great. That's, I guess, uh, Dave Rubin just uh, found out where he really stands with conservatives. Yeah, yeah probably. You know, uh, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, for a gay man to actually to you actually know, like be aware of of that fact. They, they were just tolerating you while you mm -hmm. were useful to them. Exactly. That's all they were doing. Yep. That's it. Well, Frank, we had some folks write into us, so we'll just get to that. Carrie wrote into us to say, hi, former Catholic and 12-year attendee of Catholic schools in the state of Utah. We were truly strangers in a strange land. <laughs> um, oh, Frank, you'll recall that we uh, we talked about saints last week. We oh, talked about yeah. our, the, the fascinating world of uh, people talking to and kind of quasi-worshipping saints. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Carrie goes on to say, so it's hard to explain the sheer obsession Catholics have with saints, and it's understandable that they often get accused of idol worshipping. For starters, as a Catholic, you have to have a saint's name. I'm not sure where this rule is written, but my grandparents on both sides were not quiet over their dismay that my first name wasn't a saint's name. Oh, my God. They didn't think the middle name being Anne was good enough. And it was bad enough that my dad had to tell people when he introduced me as Carrie that it was the Irish nickname for Catherine. <laughs> I have no idea if that's true. My uh. dad was a master bullshitter. Uh, and Carrie, I looked it up. No, that is not true at all. <laughs> Carrie is not short for Catherine. 
It is uh, it it is to do with the county with Kerry and, oh, and yeah. anyway, yeah, uh, or it has a, a common origin. Anyway, ah. uh, Kerry says, and and then you go through confirmation at thirteen or fourteen. You pick a saint's name to be added to yours. This is the saint you like the most, and you mm-hmm. pray to them for guidance during this time. Oh, yeah. She also had a whole thing about uh, All Saints Day being a great uh, holiday because. You could. You didn't have to go to school the day after Halloween, so you could stay up all night. <laughs> oh, we that got robbed. Advantage. We were, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Mm, I'm jealous. <laughs> anyway, uh, Samaya, I'm. This, I'm hoping I'm saying it close to right. Uh, wrote into us. Samaya says, "Hi, Frank and Dan. First, I love your show. It's a big part of my deprogramming from Islam. Oh wow. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah." Uh, my brother-in-law has said to us that we were basically raised in the damn Taliban. He's right. Wow. That's uh, almost as bad as being a Muslim or a Mormon. <laughs> I I would say. No, nothing from you, Frank. I uh, I uh, yes. <laughs> Neither is good. We're going to Mor- just say both Mormonism and Islam and, and Tal Oh, I thought Taliban. I oh, thought you I'm, were comparing I, Mormonism to the Taliban. I mean, <laughs> that's what I heard. Yeah. So I'm glad this got clarified. Maybe not as bad as the Taliban. <laughs> but like, isn't it though? Have you have you read about Ammon Bundy? I don't know. Uh, oh, I know. Anyway, Samaya says, I wanted to write to you about this episode. This is our last episode. Uh, hmm. In particular, since there are so many things I can relate to. Everything from women being hurt more by sharing that they are an atheist to Christians hmm. seeing themselves as fucking righteous. You recall that there was that whole Mm -hmm. uh, internal survey that basically saw Christians seeing themselves as the best people on earth and the rest of us going, no, you're not. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, she goes on. My daughter is 12 and I'm raising her sans religion. I live in an uber religious conservative town, the kind of town with Trump flags and a church on every corner. She's open about not having any religion and that we're atheists. One time she said she was atheist and the kids said, you're going to hell. My kid said, we don't know if there is one. Nobody's come back to tell us. This had me cracking up, but I was proud of her. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then there's the fact that the moms of some of those little girls don't even really talk to me because I came out (sighs) and said that I didn't believe in any of it. Right. As a single parent... It's necessary for me to rely on help from parents in the same community. But when I asked the Catholic mom if she could pick my daughter up from school because I was having surgery, crickets. Wow. That's some bullshit right there. There's, yeah. There's a kid that needs to be picked up from school. Who cares about who, what, what religion people are? You could just, you can help pick a kid up from school. I what amazes me is how people fail to see the opportunity. They're so judgmental, right? That they fail to see the opportunity to be like self-righteous, right? Like, (laughs) right. Like she could have been like, Oh, I'm a good Christian. I'm going to show her. Right. Right. Yeah. She could, she could have gone back to church the next Sunday and been like, you know what I did? I, you know, I chose to help that lady. I know that, that she's a Satan woman. worshiper. I know she's evil as shit, but I decided that I was going to follow the, the Jesus path right. and help that little girl get home. 
No, but instead she was just judgy. Just judgy. <laughs> that's that's the oh, true I legacy of Jesus. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, Samaya says, the internal survey just goes to show how overinflated Christians think their goodness is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the in- they indoctrinate their kids with the same prejudices and fill the world with narrow thinking. Yep. Amen. I'm not, arg- I'm not arguing. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, Frank, I am going to start off our uh, our donors this week. Ooh. Uh, the, the thanks need to begin rolling, and uh, we'll start with Lee... Who uh, uh, we're going to give the priesthood? You are Lee, a uh, a priest now. Fantastic! You have magic priest powers, Lee. Amazing! <laughs> Thank you so much for your donation. And we have two new patrons on Patreon. Um, we have Joel, who's a new teacher. Ooh! And we have Wonderful. the Dodges, who are prophet. Sears and Revelators oh, as a duo. Amazing. Well, <laughs> you have to split the powers. I, <laughs> one of you is share. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, <laughs> and the other is Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then you can share. You can both have it on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, if you'd like to join these kind folk, you can do so by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and clicking on the support tab, and then there's options. You can go the PayPal route or over to Patreon. Um, And as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Austin! Stick around. There's more show coming up. Dan? Yes? Do you have the same misfortune in your life of knowing who Lindsey Graham is as, (laughs) as I do? As so I, many of us in this country do. I know who Lindsey Graham. I don't know him as intimately as, say, you know, the the male escort community <laughs> of Washington D.C. But I know who he is. Who refer to him as Lady G. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, he's the grandstanding Republican senator from South Carolina who hated Trump, then loved Trump, hated him, right, and then loved him again. I can't remember. I mean, um, talked shit about him until he was the nominee and then was yeah. like yeah, he's, yeah, he's a great man blah blah yeah. blah he is literally one of the most politically opportunistic uh folks around he um, is a an utter shit burger yeah. he is a turd of the highest order and grandstanding doesn't even start to uh uh, really describe what he does, especially no, I, as a member of the uh, judicial committee yeah. in, in the uh, in the U.S. Senate, uh, where they were holding hearings this last week for Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, who is yes. the uh, Biden's nominee to uh, go on to the Supreme Court. Yeah, and uh, these these things have completely devolved these hearings, especially, you know, it Supreme is, court judicial, like these hearings. It is embarrassing. It, it is. It, they're like, awful. I don't feel like we're a real country at this point. <laughs> like we've lost like respectable country status at this point. I mean, the, this hearing honestly, because we already know the outcome, like the, these nominees, they are carted around to all of the senators offices for weeks. 
who want to talk to 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 the the nominee, right? Hmm. All the senators get the the this one-on-one time to ask their questions, to get a sense of who this person is and 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 what their beliefs are and their judicial philosophy, whatever, right? And so they already know these hearings are literally just political theater. And they let them go on. This went on for 22 hours split over two days. Only two days. 22 hours in two days is a nightmare. It's awful. And they just, they, she is sitting there and has to endure the lectures and uh, gotcha questioning strategies of some pretty good at it assholes and some not so good at it dimwits who yeah. some <laughs> there was one person asking her questions trying to get her and i was just like oh oh isn't that cute isn't you're out of your that, depth son that's a well, that's was, a that's it was, a harvard grad there you <laughs> yeah your, um, your time at at Boise State or whatever is not <laughs> is not going to stack up. Boise yeah. State's a fine school. I couldn't think of a good bad school. <laughs> um, but uh, the reason that this is relevant to the show today is because uh, one Mr. Lindsey Graham uh, decided to grill Katanji Brown Jackson about her uh, faith. Yeah. And uh, amongst the nasty things that he said, because he uh, he he sort of started off, he was airing grievances about the treatment of Amy Coney Barrett um, and other conservative judges and sort of saying that they're that the way that like conservative nominees are treated as weirdos if they are religious. Right. right. But Democrats are not right. right. Treated as weirdos for their belief. Well, I'm sorry if you're Amy Coney Barrett <laughs> or. What's that other Kavanaugh or whatnot? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're probably a fucking weirdo and you scare me. Yeah. Right? Amy Coney Barrett's a member of like a Catholic, like subcult. She is a. She, yeah, exactly. It's cra- Isn't she's she like a, Opus Day or something like that? It's cuckoo bananas. It's, it's not even <laughs> as good as Opus Day. It's like this like back room. We meet after church to be even churchier. Yeah. Like group. I didn't of get enough church during mass. All them priests are, are, are pussies about it. We want to get more. <laughs> we want to get more right wing uh, and uh, more Christiany about it. Well, anyway, I guess I'm I'm taking to uh, referring to Katanji Brown Jackson as I like it when our political and top government officials uh, get a are, are called by their initials, right? So KBJ. Okay. I like it. There's something fun about calling something KBJ. Okay. I heard it the other day and I'm like, I'm on board with KBJ. All right. He was asking about her religion. She describes herself as a non-denominational Protestant. And he says, could you fairly judge a Catholic? <laughs> Um, and then he asked her how important her faith was to her and to add and to rate her faithfulness in terms of religion on a scale of one to 10. And she goes, I am reluctant to talk about my faith in this way. Right. Um, and she, but wait, hmm? I do. I want to point out that after he asks her how faithful she is on a scale of one to 10, he then says, 
You know, I go to church probably three times a year, so that speaks poorly of me. <laughs> but I'm here to judge you. What the fuck are you talking about, Graham? If you don't <laughs> like, you don't get to judge her on her church attendance if if you're like openly a bullshit Christian. Well, but he's doing the. He is allowing other uh more faithful christians the opportunity to judge her <laughs> right right like asking the question yeah oh my right? gosh and, and uh, she did at one point during his his uh tirade bring up the fact that like uh you know there's no religious test like the constitution, the constitution. Yeah, specifically exactly. says you can't have a religious test for these offices and he's like oh yeah. no i wouldn't ever do that but let me go right. on with question number 530 about your faith. <laughs> of course, there's a religious test. Yeah, of course. Oh, and uh, imagine and if course, she had said, I'm atheist. Right. Yeah. Or Muslim. Imagine. Or Muslim. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, literally every president knows those are off the table. Mm -hmm. Like you and I, regardless of, uh, and, you know, obviously we're not qualified, but, you know, uh, speak for yourself <laughs> uh but there's no way that the most you know and andrew from uh opening arguments could mm -hmm. never be considered for a supreme court at least not in the current climate right. even though like non-religious people are what 30 percent of the country now right no it's just it's not how our politics shake out at the moment yeah. we still have I mean, Lindsey Graham doesn't guaranteed the man doesn't believe in God. Oh no, there's no right. chance. Like he, like there's no chance you could get him to say that, but you, no, but yeah. there's no chance that he thinks that he's accountable to anything right. past his own face. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. This is the, these are not the, his, <laughs> he has not lived his life <laughs> as somebody who believes in any kind of, uh, consequence after death. no no definitely not <laughs> definitely not it's just so sad it's just the fact is that like i am uncomfortable with 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 i mean as we've seen from our current lineup of supreme court justices yeah religion is pretty fucking poisonous they make mm -hmm. bad legal calls based yeah. on the dogma that they that they've been you know, indoctrinated into. So mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable. I am. I think it's a literal. I think it is a valid thing to be uncomfortable with religiosity in a judge. Yeah. I mean, at least These are people who are supposed to be impartial, at least right? Jackson was able to say things like she she said, quote, it's very important to set aside one's personal views about things in the role of a judge. Yeah. And she said that in the context of a discussion about faith. That's important. Yeah. I'm glad she thinks that way. I'm still uncomfortable with the fact that she's very religious. She seems to be very, she doesn't want to talk about it. And I appreciate that. But like, she talked about faith a lot. She talked about her faith when she was during, when they announced her. She talked about it like she's talking about it quite a bit. And yeah. even that much, even her, she's very clearly going to be much better than these other people. But I just, I just hate it. I hate that I there is this, uh, that, that these people who are in charge of things that affect all of our lives 
<laughs> believe in a magic daddy in the sky who will get mad at them if they do it wrong. <laughs> it just, it, how does that, how is it possible that that doesn't cloud their judgment? I don't know. It, I mean, it, I, it obviously does. I do believe that some people are capable of, uh, of setting it aside more than others, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. Right. Like there are obviously those who are just better at it, but yeah, the really religious ones are scary. Well, They're and, really and scary. literally what, what should be asked of them, Lindsey Graham, notwithstanding is, do you believe that you can actually, you know, interpret the laws of this land while ignoring the laws of a land 2000 plus <laughs> years ago yeah bef in the bronze age before humans had you know we've learned a thing or two since yeah. then no kidding yeah yeah i mean they should be asking you know where do you find you know your 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 moral where is where is your moral compass right yeah. where where did your moral compass come from what are the sources of your morality, of your ethics, right? And like that ethics would be an interesting even, question. Ethics much more than morality because... Well, morality gets twisted in something else. But I... Anyway, yeah. Well, I'm just saying that their job is just to interpret laws. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't even have to be moral. It just has to be ethical. You know what I mean? Like the morality yeah. comes in the creation of the laws. Okay. I don't know. That's just now now that now I'm just talking out of my ass. Maybe that's that's yeah, a running I, theory. You can <laughs> you guys can debate that hotly in the members only lounge if you want to. <laughs> anyway, uh there you go. Hopefully she will be uh one a member of the SCOTUS soon. Um and yeah. and then uh everybody pray for the infection that Clarence Thomas is, has. What's the MRSA? What's the bad one? Yeah, the... MRSA's not good. Yeah. C. diff, whatever it is. Let's just hope that it takes him. Anyway, uh, oh, I'm not very nice. That's true. Oh, damn. All I, right. I'm confident that none of his family is listening to the show, so <laughs> we're all right. All right, okay. friends. Well, uh, if you would like to comment on this or any of the things we've spoken on today on the show, or just anything in general, feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist, and click the like button, just for fun. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Yeah! Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.